Good morning, good morning. How are you? This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana Eshen, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And I'm so happy to be here with you all again today, this morning, beautiful morning, looking at the sky, moving back into a new apartment, or I shouldn't say back, but moving in, <laughs> back, forwards, all one day, today. So looking at the sky, talking to you, talking to myself. When I talk to you, I talk to myself too. I talk to the world. And that's how we live our lives. We think it's just for this one moment, this person, this event. But the word goes out throughout the world. What we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're hoping. It's like sounding a note into space. Maybe ringing a gong. Boom. And that sound permeates forever and it permeates and people here in different parts of the world even though we have no idea who they are and that's actually very beautiful just the one note the one sound so here I am today and the title for today is I was thinking about it as I'm packing unpacking moving sorting things out Many years ago, when I was raising my little children, I had a zendo in my home also, and what we called it in those days was the let's try it again zendo. <laughs> it was in a beautiful wooden porch at the side of the house with a lot of glass, and it was dedicated to those who'd fallen off the cushion and wanted to climb right back on and do zazen again. And everyone laughed at the title. It was very apt in those days because it was quite hard to keep sitting on the cushion on, on, on when we were younger had, and those of us who had many personal responsibilities, family, job, work, all different kinds of everyday life responsibilities, which maybe we saw in those days as separate from sitting on the cushion. Of course, now, same thing, but not then, not then. So we, tr when, so we would, if we stopped the practice or if the in our opinion, in quotes, wasn't going so well, or if trouble popped up in the Sangha, which is, the Sangha is the community of people who practice together. If any of those things happen, we would kind of judge our practice or judge ourselves and say, oh, the, you know, I'm losing it, I'm not moving forward sufficiently, or and as, a, as my wonderful teacher used to say to us, you're not desperate enough. <laughs> By which he meant, you're not hungry enough for the Dharma. You don't, you're not sick of this samsara or this conditioned world enough. You're not suffering enough to really plunge into to your practice. That is, of course, one way of looking at it. It was an admonition. It was the sound of the keisaku, which is the stick, it was a way to encourage and to motivate. Go on, go further, further, deeper, deeper, sit stronger, all of that kind of practice, which was, it has a wonderful aspect to it. It's strengthening, it's motivating, it's electrifying at times. It could be electrifying. The downside, of course, is that, oh my goodness, always the sense of failure, always the sense, oh, I've... I fell off the wagon, so to speak. I fell off my practice. I'm not a good enough practitioner. 
I didn't practice strongly enough, somehow my concentration is fading or has faded or all of those kinds of thoughts. Or this one is senior and this one is better and on and on. And that kind of thinking about practice is the same thing as being in samsara in our everyday mind. Not the everyday life, but the everyday mind of judging, being dissatisfied with ourselves and our, and our life and how we approach life and others. And that is a continual strain or echo. The Buddha said, life is unsatisfying. It's just suffering. Well, he didn't say just that in my view, but some say he said it's just suffering. Well, no, he, what he meant was when you have that mind of samsara, of judging, hating, comparing, pushing, gaining, losing, that is suffering. Living that way, thinking that way, yes, yes, indeed, that is suffering. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he also did say there is a way out of suffering. That's the big point of this practice. <clears throat> you, you, there is a way out. And then he goes on to speak of the seven no, noble path and so forth and many steps, many, many different teachings depending on the person, different teachings applicable for different individuals. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. So many, many different mentalities we have, and depending on how we live, how we think, how our karma comes along, how our life experiences, different kinds of practices are very good at different points in our lives, for sure. For sure, but but the purpose, not not even the purpose, but the the dewdrop, hopefully the outcome of these practices is to the way out of suffering. In fact, it said it's in the Heart Sutra. This is the truth, not a lie. And I always found that such an interesting little phrase. This puts it says this puts an end to all suffering. This is the truth, not a lie. And I used to think, wow, the end of all suffering. What a wonderful destination. And then the next thought, I was, but is it even possible? What does that mean? How is that even possible? So that it's quite a statement. It's quite a promise. It's quite a vision. And actually to answer the question, how is that even possible? We have to really go back to the beginning. We have to know what suffering actually is and what is causing it. And the only way actually to know is to practice, to sit for ourselves and really become acquainted deeply with our own suffering. Breath by breath, day by day, hour by hour. And there are many hours where we cannot get on that cushion. So sometimes we'll think, oh, I'm a failure. I've got to go to a let's try it again place and pop back on so I can. Otherwise, how can I go forward? <clears throat> so these are all, as I said before, gaining, losing, samsara thoughts. Going forward, gaining, losing, I'm bad, you're good, I'm good, all of that. That is the suffering. Let's try it again is the suffering as if we've ever really stopped. 
as if we've ever really stopped. Now you may say, what do you mean? Of course I stopped. I sat a little while, I stopped, I did this, I did that. But sometimes you get to a place where you see you cannot stop and you cannot start. You are not practicing. Practice is happening through you. And that's really the truth. Once you get a real taste of practice, it's, it, you cannot stop. And it's, it's not by your will that you're practicing. It's by the invitation of practice itself. Practice is happening. And it doesn't, and a, yes, it's wonderful. It, it's a blessing. It's a gift. It's a treasure to sit on the cushion and to able to do, do Zazen. Many of us really loved, love sitting with the Sangha, with our Zen community of students also practicing, and a teacher, teaching person, someone who is playing that role. Um, because actually, the real teacher, of course, always is our own sitting, our own practice. But at any rate, many of us right now, difficult to practice together in person, although many do on Zoom. And I hope to actually have a little sitting in person with a dear old Zen friend. And we'll sit in my apartment, but quite quite far away, <laughs> at least eight feet away with our masks and so forth. However, however, Right now, sitting in person together, especially indoors, not a good idea. Not a good idea. So we'll just do it for a little while, leave all the windows open. Why is that? Such a longing for something we enjoyed so much. But that's just like having a chocolate (laughs) or a cup of coffee. Practice is practice. Even when we're feeling quite isolated in our practice or stranded in our life, That's good practice. That's fine. It's just the next moment, the next breath. And no judgments. Real practice is just this moment. Whatever you're doing, sitting, yes, wonderful. Washing the dishes, wonderful. Feeling very disappointed in something or other, practice. That is practice. If, if, now this is a pretty big if, if we are fully present to it, not trying to judge it, not trying to change it, just being that moment, that particular dewdrop. So many dewdrops falling, (laughs) so many changing moments, nothing to judge here. That is the nature of Zen practice itself. So when we say, let's try it again, every moment we're trying it again, we're not trying it, we are it. It's like a separation. I'm trying to get something. Here comes my ego popping right back in. I have a goal. I have something I've got to get. And and if I don't do well, then I have a failure. And then all the suffering begins again. You know, most of us, most of us really see ourselves as failures or having missed the mark. And that's where all the sadness the feeling of defeat, the feeling of disappointment, and deeper, even the feelings of despair come. You know, these days, so much despair for many, many reasons, many, many reasons. And I hear this from many people and young people, teenagers, younger than that even, 
such a feeling of despair, as if something that I needed very much is gone, it's lost, I'll never have it again. And somehow it's my fault. People blame themselves. Somehow we've failed. We haven't tried hard enough or it's happened because we're not good enough, we're not kind enough, we're not religious enough, we're not, 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 on and on and on. And this kind of thinking is the shadow side of practice or anything of life. It's not true. And (laughs) it is the suffering. Now, not so easy to disengage from that, of course, because it's almost like the sea that we swim in. It's the mass consciousness. It's, it's, we, and we share it. You know, we share our consciousness with one another. If we're swimming in that sea and we really believe it, you know, unconsciously we, we, we communicate it to others. We communicate who we are and what we feel, and others pick it up and go into agreement on and on. Schools pick it up. Everyone picks it up. They don't pick up the fundamental truth that as we are, all of us are beautiful. We're whole. We're complete. We're one with the highest spirit. It's called in Zen Buddha nature. In other practices, it's called divine spirit or God or universal mind. There are many names for the same fact, the same nature, essential mind. So as we practice and practice, and which by which I just mean sit, become present, wake up, by which I mean being aware of what truly is in front of you, not your illusions or dreams or anger about it, but what is presenting itself in this moment to you. As we do that, who we are bubbles up. It has to, it just bubbles up because what's been keeping it away is all the other stuff. And as we let this other stuff go, this suffering go, which is an added layer of thoughts, illusions, conditioning, karma, whatever you want to call it, as we see it, as we view it in practice, as we're aware of it, it leaves because awareness is a light and a strength and a and a fire, and it burns away that which is not so, not true, not true. So this is what I'd like to offer to all of you, to all of you, not hope, that's the wrong word, because you're hoping for something to turn out a certain way, but an awareness that as we practice and as the truth becomes revealed, not only of this moment, but of who we are here in this moment and how we are in this moment, your life inevitably on its own unfolds with great appreciation and great fulfillment as well. So thank you very, very much for listening day by day, episode by episode. So let's try it again. But by by try it again, I don't mean for those who (laughs) fell off the cushion and have to climb back on again. I mean, 
let's try it again. Let's, let's taste this again, moment by moment, whether you're on the cushion or off the cushion. It's great to be on the cushion. It's, for me, very important. It gives us that base, that solid base, and it's something I really treasure. But you can be on the cushion wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, a wonderful day, and that all, all goes well for you. So the, 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 um, the uh, URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. I've been getting a lot of emails this week that people are really enjoying um, Zen Play, my book, Zen Play, Instructions on being fully alive. And that's, again, another koan, fully alive. What is that? Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.